And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything in the English language there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, at H-E-F-Pond. We have a Facebook group. Join that to get all new episode drops and uh, English news on the Eintracht. That can be found at facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pond. And you can also email us. That is Frankfurt at yahoo.com. So, don't do the show alone. And this week, it's the full house as per as it always should be. Uh, to the east of me and KC, it's uh, Nathan and St. Louis. How's the, how's the weather, bud? <sighs> a little frigid, but um, warm w- warms my cockles. Talking about uh, <laughs> Eintracht Frankfurt, indeed, indeed. Uh, having already had some dusting of snow and it being pretty cold outside, I can uh, I can sympathize totally with you. You know, you're only a couple mm. a couple hours down that I seventy freeway. Mm. All the way out west, though, is Roman braving the wildfires of California, Roman and San Francisco. <laughs> it's a little bit smoky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> greetings from burning California. Unfortunately, that is not really funny, but uh, yeah, we, we, we stay inside. No, Deutsche Pokal Sieger. No? Thought about okay. it, yeah, but it's, it's, it's burning. <laughs> it's burning. So, uh, yeah, you know, you, you started the introduction with burning California. So, it's like, okay, now here, I cannot put out the. Yeah. The, the, the can't chanting. put out the fire. Yeah, exactly. Can't put out the fire. But I mean, more is burning because our club is on fire too. So, but that's oh, the, the good the fire, fire, though. The, the kind of fire of we buffaloes like. rides yet again. Eintracht Frankfurt takes on Schalke 04. So results ended up being Eintracht Frankfurt three, Schalke null, Danke, <laughs> bitte. <laughs> 3-0, all in the second half. Not going to lie. First half uh, was one of the more forgettable halves that we've had this season, but it just told me that the inevitable was coming on. So watching this match at the Sunday home at the Bundesliga within Kansas City at uh, Strange A's Brewing Company in the River Market, a lot of people were watching Manchester United versus Manchester City and then wondered why this random a couple of randos were watching in their Eintracht whites, despite the fact that Eintracht playing for this year is playing their home matches in black. Wasn't the best of first house boys, but uh, <laughs> we didn't really need to wait much longer to be rewarded for our sticking to our team. Let's put it this way. Uh, didn't make it any, didn't have to make too many tactical uh, changes and go figure that Schalke just eventually was unable to poke through, and we kind of took it on from there. Eintracht Frankfurt taking the win. Uh, actually, what, hey guys, let's pause this real quick one. And everything that kind of came with Eintracht as first half performance, it very much. I don't know if it would screamed uh, the old style Nico Kovac kind of trying to you know, bully their way through Schalke. I think it comes down to the fact that Domenico Tedesco, last year's Schalke team, was very much a team that prided itself on strong, sturdy defense. 
And it was the very first time it seemed that Eintracht really was going... I mean, they got, they came up against that against Nuremberg. But the thing was, those guys were defending because they were looking straight to defend, not defend and then be able to be reactionary when they had a chance to break, which is what Shaka's mm-hmm. MO has been. Um, what did you guys kind of make of that first half? Oof. I... Uh I just I thought it was completely forgettable, both sides really. <laughs> um, one shot on goal in the first half. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of says it all right there. Yeah, they it, it was really both teams digging in, not getting anywhere. Um, uh, the crowd was more of a of a news story than um, <laughs> than the, what was going on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, uh lie. The way I mean, look, full house for this match, but the first half led a lot to be desired. And you know, both teams playing kind of a weird looking three at the back from Shaka. But then again, you know, we're not kind of familiar with the way that Shaka kind of plays on a week by week basis. Um I was kind of surprised at the fact that, you know, with Rebic uh, kind of playing behind Aleonjovic up front with Deguzo and Fernandez behind him, I was kind of surprised that, you know, they weren't able to get past uh, the like of Bentaleb in the middle of the pitch and Sané who played right behind him. Those guys seem to be really, at least in the first half and really for the rest of the game, uh, some of the, really the guys who kept things going Mm -hmm. uh, for Schalke and... I thought, okay, that is enough praising of the guys for Shaka, but let's kind of look at the way that the Eintracht kind of took it on. Uh, Kostic on the left, we had uh, Costa on the right. The, everyone put in an absolute shift. I think the only person who did not show up at the end of the day probably was Kevin Trout, but then again, he didn't really have mm-hmm. to do much, so you can't really say that he didn't show up. It's the fact that... He was bored. He was very, very bored. <laughs> I think it was interesting that first of all that we that we got the magic triangle uh, out from the starting lineup. You know, I thought maybe Schalke he's not going to go that aggressive. You know, um, so I think that's really cool to see. You know, that Hütter really goes that far. Where he says, okay, even against Schalke, um, you know, we go aggressive. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, unfortunately, I didn't see the first 20 minutes because I was late to the bar. I watched in San Francisco at Danny Coyle's and the BART was delayed. So uh, I was late to the uh, to the game. So I didn't see the first 20 minutes. A little bit on my phone. But uh, what I saw was, yeah, it was not too... Uh, too nice to watch. But then on the other hand, you know, like they just got back from a game, you know, uh, from mm-hmm. the Masol. So uh, they they had probably had tired feet uh, for the beginning, you know, to to start. Oh, come on, played in front of 12,000 Eintracht fans and a couple hundred other people. And yeah, then played it in front of the full might of the Comets Bank Arena, the Vaud Stadium. Oh, come on. That, yeah, that's but heavy legs are heavy legs, you know. It seemed like, like uh, they did. Um, what you... And, you know, the other thing is, you know, maybe they had so much fun the night before, you know, with their uh, girlfriends, you know, that, you know, they were a little bit tired of the legs as well, you know. Um, and, and they could have been like, we used to say like uh, when, when I used to play full, full, uh, soccer, it was always like, bumsen macht die Beine schlapp, you know. So um, uh, basically it makes your legs weak, 
And uh, that maybe was it for the Mac for the first, you know, uh, 20, 30 minutes. But actually, I, I don't really have to. I, I, there are no big complaints because what I've seen, even though on my little phone, it was never really scary. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it was not that that uh, um, I, I saw a bad Eintracht performance. Um, I I was pretty I, th- I think it was a stable, secure um, beginning of the match where they tried to test each other out, you know, like, okay, how far can we go? Um, can we do this? And I think they uh, one one learning from the first half was in the second half. Let's say, okay, let's just go, you know, let's just let's release the the kraken, <laughs> you know, and um, release the beast. Um, so yeah, second half they let the buffaloes run and run. They did. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I'd like to kind of bring up the fact that uh, in defense with Abraham and Dika, I mean, the amount of running and coverage that those guys are providing, you know, one with young legs, one with old legs is kind of significant. Hasebe kind of is that nice, cool, calming influence that's right there at the center of it all. And I think it's key, really key, in the fact that you have a wise old head providing that, despite the fact that, you know, his legs aren't exactly there, but, you know, the very few times that Schalke was able to finally break it, it did seem that uh, it always was coming in Mm -hmm. from the right-hand side, you know, that they had any opportunities that we shut them down and just... Just shut the door right in their nose. Yeah, they didn't really have a big chance, I thought, you know, like from the very beginning. So uh, there was one Schalke fan in the bar and uh, he, I mean, he was still kind of optimistic, but it was just a Zweck optimismus, right? So it was more of a, you know, purposeful uh, optimism, but uh, not, you know, he didn't have anything to base his optimism from. Whereas I kind of really felt uh, um, uh, comfortable and I, I kind of knew, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna bring this one home. Just the question was, how high? Exactly. It, look at, look at the triangle as you kind of mentioned, Roman. Look at the way that you know those guys found each other on the pitch. You know, uh, Jovic being very much the guy who was very at the like he was the guy who was making it into the box and kind of herring defenders at that point. You had Alaire just playing a little bit behind him and. Then you had Rebic kind of, th- you know, throwing his weight around behind him. Those three guys, you know, they just kind of... Wo- I don't know why it, there never seemed to be this idea that it could be done under Niko Kovac. But it definitely is just kind of like Hutter finally found a way to utilize this. And look, he played all three guys, you know, in this match. He let the full might of the Buffaloes... Uh, let loose on Schalke and they did the business whilst I would have to say that, you know, Kovac was never able to get it going and Huta has been able to rotate mm. things around and get, has finally found that groove that the team really needed to get into to be able to properly, you know, get the kind of results that we need. And suddenly we're scoring goals for fun in a manner that has not been seen in eons. Yeah. And I'd say that nothing happens in a vacuum and that the, those, those three guys are allowed their space on the pitch uh, due to the fact that DaCosta and Kostic are just 
laying waste as wingbacks to anyone in their wake. They're they're also just excelling like none other as well. And, you know, that allows those those strikers to to do what they're doing. And that's the cool thing that like you couldn't really singer out one star of the team, you know, like if, if, if because once you start with Rebic and Jovic, you kind of say, okay, and Halle, obviously, oh my God, he's he's performing <laughs> in an awesome way. And then you're like, and what about Kostic? And yeah, and of course, Da Costa. And then you're like, what well, we started with Indica, you know, what is this 19 year old guy doing? And then of course, Hasebe, without Hasebe, like the, um, the, the, the offense couldn't even play they, the way they are because they, they can rely really on that, uh, uh, on, on on the center back, so mm-hmm. it's uh, and of course Abraham as well, you know. So each like there's not a single player where you're like OMG, you know, like uh, what what would happen if we would um, uh, if we would uh, be better on that position, you know. The only thing is for winter, you know, when when we think about how awesome the team is, uh, you know, to 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 get better in um, you know you know widening up the team, where you can say, okay, what happens if Da Costa is out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Indica and Salcedo has got to be maybe one problem solved, but uh, uh, you know, like th- that's that's what we need to watch out for. What happens if Kostic is injured, or you know, if they get tired? Because you could, I really, you could really see that they were really happy that now there's uh, um, the break um, for the national teams uh, because they really. They run, they fight. Um, it's yeah, it's just so fun to watch. Like, and I think I talked about this in the last, the last show. Like, it is just fucking amazing to see those guys, and it just reminds me of the good old nineties. It's it's insane. So fun. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable that we can that we can see this is. Uh, yeah, so get goosebumps, you know, from the winning the the the, the cup, and now this is like. What the fuck, you know? What are we? Are we? Uh, yeah, the, pinch me. Uh, I'm. I'm like in a. I'm, it's I'm like, in a dream. am I dreaming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here's here's just don't uh, wake me up. Something that we need to start thinking about because you know T- Timothy Channel was recently in the news as we kind of get into our news and notes, shifting away from Shaka. Uh, a little bit of some of the kind of players who have been utilized now. So Salcedo. He's going to be back you know, in relatively decent amount of time. Timothy Chandler has been in the news, you know, talking about how he's really working hard to be able to come back, you know, for the Rook Ronda. Um, Chico. Uh, Paisencia uh, and Toro uh, are some other guys who uh, will kind of be t- taking advantage of, you know, getting back to match fitness. I'm starting to wonder, like, <laughs> we've already qualified uh, thanks to our uh, most recent win in Europe. We've already qualified for the next for the knockout phase. So we now have to think about, okay, so we're in the round of 32. You know, these players will be coming back to fitness or at least be available for selection. How do we start integrating them into the squad? Because, hey, we have rotated a little bit, you know, getting uh, Nikolai Mula, having him in, then taking him out, uh, putting Marco Rusin, taking him out. Uh, Fallette has been a player who hasn't really kind of seen the light of day all so much this season. Uh, I mean, really all because of uh, injuries as he kind of... Gotten any real uh, playing time and 
Let's see. Then there was a uh, Chico mm-hmm. who hasn't had an opportunity to get on the pitch as well. I mean, I like the fact that Sendera, a local lad, has been able to get his uh, kind of opportunity in. And then you have Alan, uh, who's long. What was it from uh, Liverpool? Yep. You know, he's made very small cameos, but I'm still kind of scratching my head and wondering. It's like. You know, when are some of the other guys going to have to start uh, playing the full matches? Where are we going to need to start doing full scale, you know, like uh, shifting of the lineups and such? Yeah, but wouldn't you have expected it already in other games before? I mean, like I really thought like after that Limassol match, um, there there must be changes, you know, like even, I don't know, with Denny Da Costa, like the, the amount of what he runs, you know, the mileage he puts on the, on the pitch and the same with Kostic, you think, okay, now they, now he's got to come up with something, you know, even though I would not know how to replace them, but, um, you know, I think they, as weird as it sounds, I think they're fit. They are capable of, of going the extra mile, you know, I think that they use the, the, the extra breaks uh, that they get. Um, and for some reason, for some miracle, those guys are just running away and they're not stopping. It's uh, it's unbelievable because I would expect more more rotation uh, already in other games, for sure. Yeah, and so here's yeah, go I ahead, just, the the uh, we've been really lucky. Knock on wood that uh, we haven't had. Uh, much on, in terms of like major, you know, the, the starters uh, in terms of injury. Um, uh, you, I mean, you can make arguments that we already have with and, and weathered through that with Indica and and the and Toro and Patentia sure, sure. and and even like Willems in the beginning, you know, when he got his red multiple cards. red cards but, and my he gets ar- injured. Oh, yeah, yeah. My argument there... Which maybe was a lucky thing, you know? <laughs> That's the other thing. Is it was sure. maybe the best thing happening. As weird as it's not, I never wish that to everyone. But Indica would have maybe not gotten the chance, you know? Yeah. To play. He would have maybe been, you know, second line of defense. Exactly. And, uh, you know, so sometimes it's luck, you know, that pushes you to... to um, yeah, to to crazy outcomes. Yeah, but whether it's uh, luck or you know, you, you know, we just um, working through it. We found the eleven that are that are working really well together, and um, yeah, we're gonna have to find those other those other subsets of of players that can either you know fall into the system or have their own um, have their own way so that others can rest. Um, if we're gonna keep making a dent in Europe. Indeed, indeed. Because I think that... Yeah, absolutely. And like the, t- the team uh, the team spirit is like so unique, just the way they're happy. You know, and for many, for many other Eintracht supporters as well, like the way that uh, Rebic was like celebrating Jovic's goal, yeah. you know, was like amazing. You know, it's like these things that are just like the whole team is just one unit. And it was, um, and, uh, it's, it's uh, non-German speaking, like even the interviews that Danny Da Costa is giving, <laughs> you know, like where he kind of interviews himself, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there is a slight of uh, arrogance, danger here in the air, right? So, um, you know, we're like, oh my God, now they're, now they, now they know that they're playing well, you know, and like, Will the, how how long will this last? Maybe the whole Nuremberg match was the right, you know, like uh, 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 grab by the by the neck, you know, to kind of show them guys, you know, gotta watch out. But uh, if they keep if they keep playing this way, 
uh, if they keep their composure and they're having so much fun, they're just unstoppable. It's an unbelievable thing that we're in right now. And the fact that, you know, some players, yeah, as you mentioned, Dan DaCosta, he has played, you know, all the Europa League matches. He's played all the Bundesliga matches. Boy's going to need to rest at some point. I would think that, uh, you know, Willems or Tawatha, if we can trust him, you know, uh, might be able to help out. Or even Follett in a weird uh, situation, maybe, if all things went to hell. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, we, ha- we have the options within the roster. It's just a matter of putting those guys onto the pitch. So, or or he comes up with another magic idea like with Kostic, right? Like who would have who who would have guessed to put you know Kostic uh, in, the, in the offensive defense, so to say, right? Like they were forced to do so. So maybe you know if something happens really bad, maybe they they take Paciencia and, and put him I don't know in, in the goal, you know, whatever, <laughs> and and maybe you know and maybe it's going to work out, you know, who who know? I'm just saying, right? Um, what kind of magic uh, Hütte can come up with, and that's also his brilliance, you know, like. Oh my! I'm I'm Hütte. He's amazing. Like just after the he's Nuremberg more of a match wizard as well, than right? Even Gandalf so- from Lord of the Rings or uh, 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 yeah, Harry Potter himself. <laughs> but he has a, he has a good feeling, you know. Like after the Nuremberg match, you know, like I don't know how Kovac would have reacted, you know. Like um, Hütte was like, oh my god, they're just tired, you know. Just give him an extra day, you know. Even though maybe for regeneration purposes, it might have been nicer, you know, if they had like a. Uh, unit uh, um, like a, a light unit but he's like no 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 they need to get their head out you know like n- let them stay away from anything green you know leave them out let them play playstation whatever and uh, and that was the exact thing that they needed you know so the way he he reacts to the team is um, yeah it's um, fabulous it's a unbelievable world in which we live in considering what we were thinking about in the first couple of matches there was a Super Cup, there was a Pokal, and there was where we stood after five Bundesliga matches. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, maybe there was a little bit of luck, right? There was maybe this luck to fight this starting 11. You know, maybe we needed a few injuries. Maybe we needed a few, you know, like the um, problems, you know, with, with Kostic and with... Yeah, maybe we needed it. Indeed, indeed. That all being said, that's going to wrap up section one, segment one of Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt. Next up, we have What Are We Drinking? So, Nathan, you're up. What are you drinking? I cracked open a uh, Urban Chestnut uh, Schnickelfritz. Um, Schnickelfritz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Schnickelfritz? It's a, it's a Hefeweizen. Mm. Um, very, very, uh, fruity Hefeweizen. It's very estery, which I appreciate my uh, Hefeweizens to be. So, um, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, pass it on. So where's that Schnickelfritz from? It, Who brews a Schnickelfritz? It's Urban Chestnut. Schnickelfritz brewer. <laughs> Urban Chestnut. Yeah. And where is that? In St. Which Louis. state, which? Um, St. Louis. Yeah. They do a Schnickelfritz. Yeah. <laughs> it is Who a comes choice up with these I want a Schnickelfritz. I, I need to drink a Schnickelfritz at some point. <laughs> it's it, it's they, they're expanding. They'll, they'll get out there eventually. They 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 make hell a good beer. So 
Those are the type of words that you come up when you drink a lot of beer and you want to come up with a German word, <laughs> then you come up with Schnickelfest, right? That's exactly... <laughs> yeah, the head brewer of I Urban Chestnut is uh, from uh, Munich, and he, he said, I, I, I don't know what it means, but he... I, I forget what he said. I don't know either what it means. I forget what he said it meant. Um, talking to him, I don't. I don't remember. Schnickel. I don't know what a schnickel is. <laughs> I mean, I know schnicken. So schnicken is kind of like when you flip something with your fingers. You know, kind of like a, like it was schnicken, wegschnicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but schnickel, schnickel. Yeah, it must be something Bavarian. So we would need a Bavarian. Uh, yeah, somebody to our crowd right there. If you know what a schnickel is, uh, what's a hashtag schnickel? And let us know yes. what it is. Please let us know <laughs> the meaning. The Google, the Google uh, search says it. It's a dialectical Pennsylvania Dutch, which is uh, a, a form of old German meaning um, mischievous, noisy child. <laughs> and schnicke. Interesting. All Roman, right. What are you well, drinking? This is the the word, the vocabulary of the day. Oh, I'm boring. I'm <laughs> drinking water, guys. I need to uh, clear the lungs. Uh, I'm exactly yeah. I I need. I'm drinking what we need. No, I'm I'm still fasting. So I'm uh, I'm still fasting, huh? Had too much. Had too much fun and back home. No, no. I'm. uh, I try to. Long story. It's (laughs) not interesting of anyone here, but I'm trying to get my ketone levels higher. Right. So you're doing the keto diet. I'm trying to feed my brain. Oh. No, I'm not doing a keto diet because that would mean I would eat. So I'm fasting. I'm not eating. So in that case, uh, um, instead of feeding sugar, carbs, protein, whatever, I don't feed anything. So I'm uh, I'm getting I'm feeding my brain with ketones. Yeah, San Francisco guys, that's just weird. When you live here, you do these things like <laughs> meditation, fasting, and all this kind of brew your own kombucha and shit like that. You know, so that's just what you do. Entertaining, entertaining. So San Francisco. My turn. Uh, Took a lot of searching. Yeah, what are you drinking? Searching, and I got some Posmon Ebovoy to uh, enjoy. Woo! Talk about mm. the Eintracht. I mean, what's more Hessian than that? What's more Frankfurt than that? I ask you. No said. <laughs> that's a good. Not, not <laughs> a lot. No, that's that's all it can get. I mean, we could just debate about mm-hmm. the brand, right? But I mean, Posman, I like it. I like Posman. Um, and uh, it's awesome that, that you get them here. Unfortunately, if here in San Francisco, you get like the cider, the, the sweet one from Postman. And I, mm. I don't like this. Um, but then, yeah, it's for the public market. But it's so cool that you got it. I need I need to get my, my, my source, my everybody source. So that all being said, we'll be back in just a jiffy with segment two. Stay with And here we are, segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, talking now about news and notes. So, international break. So, we'll take a break from the Bundesliga just a little bit, talk about some of the Eintracht players out on international duty. So, no uh, test match uh, for the Eintracht as they are being allowed to recuperate just a tiny bit. You know, hey, it was a busy 
busy time for Eintracht Frankfurt. You know, pretty much playing two matches per week nonstop. So, some guys, they get a kick the feet up and relax. They got half the week to be able to, you know, just recover, let the body just rest. Uh, Makota Hasebe has kind of talked in the media about how enjoyable that kind of that is to be able to say, hey, you know, now that I'm done with international <laughs> duty, no longer have to worry about this, you know, traveling these ex- for him playing for Japan, you know, traveling halfway across the world to play in international matches, then whoop, jet set right back on again. I mean, rough stuff that he's now able to avoid. But um, uh, so um, had a few guys come up be called up to the uh, Serbian national team, uh, Jovic, Kostic, and Gasinovic. Kostic has now been uh, dropped because uh, he's actually getting a uh, some sort of a tooth operation. Uh, kind of a weird thing that uh, he kind of pulled out for you. I mean, hey, I guess the UEFA Nations League thing, I don't really fully understand it. I get it. You know, trying to keep... You know, things away from just these meaningless friendlies, you know, where Turkestan plays Croatia and Croatia guys, you know. Well, you know, once you get past the kind of top 14, then it's like, okay, the rest of the guys, they're just kind of making up the ranks, uh, some might say. But, uh, yeah, kind of like the fact that you have big teams playing big teams and then the little teams can be forgotten while they play other little teams, but you know, then they can move up the ranks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, North America is creating their own version of this, but it's very much more of a, I would have to say a slow burn as they're trying to get through to letting the lower teams qualify themselves into which level they'll play in, which is a qualifier also for uh, the CONCACAF Gold Cup. But I'm very focused on my our uh, neck of the woods here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, Israel uh, is in action. Tawatha is again playing for them. Uh, no real surprise there. Uh Despite the fact that he hasn't had as many opportunities there, uh, they then will have a pretty uh, crucial match uh, against Scotland. So that could be interesting, if only for my own local interest as one of my own uh, local team sporting Kansas City's national team member. Uh, it plays for Scotland, and that could be rather interesting. Just saying. Uh, some of the other guys mm-hmm. on display. So we got Fallet, who has been called up by uh, CONCACAF's... No, not excuse me, not CONCACAF. Uh, 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 an African side. Uh, Guinea. So he's been called yeah. up the, the Guinea... How? I don't even... The Guinea national team. Uh, I'm not really familiar with these guys. Uh, but, you know, hey, good luck to him. Uh... I, my knowledge of uh, the African continent when it comes to soccer is not world class, but you know, uh, it is this. He Besides his Nigeria connection and to there. In and case anyone's like, why? Uh, I guess his grandmother was born there. So hey, look, you know, well, you got the opportunity to do so. Get off your butt and do it. Uh, they're on the world uh, yeah. African. Couple of nations qualifier against the Ivory Coast, so uh, no weak team that they're playing up against. And uh, yeah, so good luck to him on that. A little bit more competitive sort of match left to go for him. So it looks like uh, 
in their current position that they'll be qualifying for the 2019 African Cup of Nations. As long as they also get a good result. Uh, so good luck to him on that. That would be really cool that we would be uh, having a player playing in a summer tournament coming up this summer. Uh, some of the other players that going out there. So we mentioned the Serbians. Uh, Marco Fabian is with Mexico, despite the fact that he hasn't really what done anything uh, for the Eintracht for weeks. Uh, and Dika... Which is really interesting, no? Isn't that isn't that a little bit like almost that worrisome? he's still being called up? I think that's more I worrisome. Know. I would say to the Mexican national team because then it kind of says the weakness of the Mexican domestic league. As a lot of players have been leaving Mexico due to issues that they are having with their own clubs, and uh, there's I could probably go on and on about the issues that are going on internally with Liga MX, but um. Uh, don't need to do that. Uh, Indica is uh, with the France under-20 team. So they're playing against Norway and Switzerland. Good luck to him on that. Ronald is with uh, Denmark as they face uh, Wales and the Republic of Ireland. You know, two countries who would prefer to play rugby as opposed to soccer. Just saying, you know, Six Nations and all that jazz. No, they want to play... Uh they really want to play Gaelic football or hurling. Hurling, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The rest is all, all British sports. I mean, the Northern Irish, they probably like the, the rugby and the, and the football. But the, the Republic people, they hurling. probably want yeah, one hurling. So, I, mean, the, I know that at least w- Wales one is really into the rugby. But I think that's kind of all the rugby talk that we're going to do on this podcast. Someone has actually seen a Six Nations match. I think that's you, Roman. Uh, I've seen it once on TV, like, ages and ages ago. But anyways, so some of the stuff that's been swirling around with Eintracht has been uh, with the success of the three of the triangle. There's been a lot of transfer talk that has now popped up because, well, let's face it, you know, when guys uh, play like this, you know, they will uh, attract attention. Now suddenly it's like... You know, Bayern Munich is realizing, oh, wow, we really missed a step. And now they're interested in everyone <laughs> at the Eintracht. Um, n- the question is, who yeah, will be the coach exactly, when they come to Bayern? You know, That's they, the other look, question. They do hold on to Niko Kovac. I do think that multiple guys could go to Bayern, but the likelihood it won't. Personally, I don't think it will, but that's just me. I don't think they can afford it, yeah. as weird as it sounds. You know, they cannot. And how does they that cannot, even possible? I think that's that's the real this struggle Bayern that Bayern Munich. will have. This is, not, this is one of the creme de la creme teams in the entire world. How could they be broke? Not necessarily broke. Yeah, but, well, they're not you know, broke at all, right? But they can't. They can't spend 120, but 20, 120 million on a nineteen or twenty year old. You know, they're just not. They can't spend two hundred and fifty on a. Uh, uh, on, on, a, on a, I don't know, on some some other dude, you know. So the problem that Bayern is going to face is they will either get uh, um, out of contract players, so players where the contract runs out in uh, in Germany, or um, you know German nationals, so to say, right? Because I can still see that a German national, kind of like a Goretzka, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I go mm-hmm. to Bayern. But uh, but these international players, you know, also what we have to see due to football leagues, we know that. There are probably some uh, other interest groups uh, involved as well in those players. 
and they will make sure that the highest amount of cash is going to be uh, uh, is going to be received uh, for a transfer. And this type of money you do not see in the Bundesliga. Um, you see that in England. You know that's just what it is. And I think the amount of money because I think even Newcastle can put more money on for a player than uh, Bayern Munich. Yeah, but Newcastle is also and, a team that's uh, flirting with relegation, not a team that's going to be playing for the Bundesliga title every year and be one of those top eight, top Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing. is Bayern for the Champions League every year. Yeah, because Rebic and Jovic, they're not going to go to Newcastle, right? They're going to go to a, a to one of the top teams. And uh, I think there is interest interest from uh, the Manchesters and, and, and whatnots. And then if there, if that race comes out, then Bayern is gonna is just not gonna have a say. As weird as it sounds, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Especially with those guys, like with Uli Hoeneß, like, give me a break. Like as a play as a player, you want to go to Bayern Munich? Like no way, you know. I mean, of course they're gonna go, but uh, I mean they would go for the. If, but they don't have the cash, they don't have the experience, and if they're gonna get rid of uh, Kovac, and apparently there are also rumors, you know, that they've been approaching Zinedine Zidane. And uh, which I think is the worst thing. If those rumors already start, you know, that's uh, basically the end of a coach. Yep. But uh, um, why, why, why does Rebic want to go there? Yeah, so. I, I think those those rumors of them going to Bayern probably end if uh, Kovac leaves. In my opinion, I feel like he's the one trying to 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 get those specific players. There's like you said, there's plenty of people in Germany um, that are more of that Bayern type ilk um, that they can buy low and, you know, develop if they need to actually replace the dinosaurs on their team. Um, so, Yeah. Which is, which is going to be interesting for them because not even from Dortmund, they can buy players, right? Because the really top players, they go to England. They don't stay here in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to how they're going to attack this problem. Uh, it will be interesting to see. I would totally agree yeah. with that because let's be honest. Uh, what's the likelihood that you know we activate the buyout clause with Benfica for Jovic, and then you know he doesn't like? What's the likelihood that he then? goes away. I don't think that is really that likely that likely at all because I think that Eintracht, you know, staying on the present course, uh, we're talking about us being fourth in the league. I think that those guys really are enjoying playing together. I mean, sure, they can go to Bayern, but then the thing is, guess what? You just remove yourself from a really good spot and, you know, hey, look, if you... If, <laughs> Kovac. Yeah, no kidding. Look... <laughs> It's one thing. It's one thing to. <laughs> it's one thing to leave a team and then just you know not set yourself up to succeed. It's another to you know go from strength to strength and you know waltz into say a Tottenham Hotspur side after another year of Eintracht, killing it for Eintracht Frankfurt and then voila, you are a star for that team. Yeah, if you really absolutely. want to be about I mean, all about the money, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting, definitely. Well, it's not only you who decides as a player; it's also like all the other stakeholders, so to say, mm-hmm. um, that have a little say, and even within your family, right? Like um, that's another big, big topic. You know, like 
but uh, that that will be very interesting to see especially in the ne- in the uh, in, in the rückrunde when uh, you know when the rumors come about i mean right now everything is like in the happy place right so the frankfurt guys they're having fun you see them playing oh my god everything is cool and even if they maintain that level you know where they enjoy this the minute that we hear the first rumor or the something that bayern uh, buys rebic at the end of season for let's just say 70 million just to put a number out That's going to give, that's going to start not really a chain reaction, but it's going to, you know, change the whole dynamic in the team. And I mean, I think it's absurd to really think that all three will be, uh, will remain at Frankfurt side in the next season, right? Uh, As much as I wish, and that's probably the thing that what annoys me the most is that we're not capable of, of even keeping those players for another round. But uh, it's kind of, yeah, I think it's an illusion to think we're going to keep all, all three. Um, but uh, once the rumors start, that can kill you, uh, um, the, especially the last mile on the run. Like let's let's imagine we're gonna. This is this the the team plays that well in uh, for the next games as well, right? I'm not saying we're gonna win the championship, but let's say we like last season, we have the run to Champions League. You know where you can say, oh my God, we can make uh, we can qualify for Champions League. And, you know, one and uh, one and more game goes off the table. And then, of course, more and more uh, other teams are going to be interested in our players, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not even going to be Jovic. Then, you know, then there is, uh, um, uh, yeah, Indica, uh, maybe even him. Or, okay, Hasebe, we're going we gonna to keep. That's the good news. Um, but then he's also a little bit older, right? So it will be interesting to see how at the end, how this might change even the dynamic of the of the current game once the rumors go out, all the first signings take place. So that's going to be um, uh, scary. scary. indeed, but I'd like to think that some of these guys would be interested in becoming an Eintracht Frankfurt legend. Not just, you know, in terms of what they do on the pitch, but what they become off the pitch. As Roman, we kind of hinted at this in our last podcast and why don't we kind of come full circle here uh, before we talk about the bo- uh, breakaway for segment three, Bundesliga, and just kind of wrapping up with house, you know, housekeeping. Um, he, Eintracht Frankfurt has come out with these uh, legends of the game that are kind of now as ambassadors. But Roman, kind of break down to us. I mean, I've been able to speak to Oka Nikolov and we've been able to kind of highlight how much uh, like of a giant in the rounds of like four players that he is. Uh, cool. And there's uh, some other guys who were also uh, brought in. And what, what was that? Oh, shoot. Was that Wednesday of last week uh, before the uh, Eintracht took part in the Europa Cup? Um, mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about this, Roman? Or... Uh, Shall we say that for another time? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, for me, like, I think I said that in the last podcast, but happy to repeat because, like, this was, like, for me, when I saw the selfie that uh, Jan Aga Fjortoft um, uh, um, posted, you know, I was like, oh, my God, all of them, you know, Yeboah, Okocha, uh, Oka, uh, Bumkuncha, and I think I told the story that Bumkuncha lived across the street, um, and... Uh, yeah, and Chen Yang, but he wasn't there. But um, uh, another Chinese player we used to have a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. And I think, and I think um, 
the way you, you you started, Brian, is exactly what we need. Like, who's going to be the next legend? Who's going to be the one where the kids in 10, 15 years are going to look back or 20 years and say, like, oh, my God, remember that time? Um, uh, of course, there's Alex Meyer. He's going to be one of the legends. Uh, maybe Marco Rus, you know, because of uh, just the, the, t the extended time he's been on the club. But after that, it already, you know, um, slims down a little bit. Uh, Francisco, Francisco Copado is not going to be uh, the legend, so to say. Um, but with that triangle, and if you say, as you say, Brian, if we keep one of those players for a few more years, let's say, I think, I think Kostic, for example, is also going to stay for a few more years. So, Uh, I think Da Costa even as well. So if we keep Da Costa, he he's de he definitely has potential. Also from a character, you know, people just love uh, uh, seeing him. His inter interviews are funny. He's witty. He's smart. He's uh, he's just uh, the kind of guy a PR agency loves on the team, and of course the fans do too. Um, yeah, but if if Rebic, for example, if he stays two more seasons with us, he's going to be uh, our superstar. And if then he goes to a Chelsea or something, you know, and then he becomes like the mega international superstar, you know, that kind of like battles with the Neymars and the whatever, then, uh, yeah, he's going to be the big Frankfurt legend because he, he, uh, um, did something big for this club as well. Yeah. Boom, uh, Boom Cha, uh, One of the players who kind of came before uh, I was a, uh, I had become an Eintracht Frankfurt fan. Okay, Nikolov was kind of uh, the first one for me. Same here. Uh, but uh, Jan Age, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce his last name. Fjortov. Fjortov. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a mouthful, bro. <laughs> yeah, but you've seen, but you've seen, but you've seen Jan Age's goal, right? The Uh, the Übersteiger, I don't know how do you call that in English? I don't even know. Have you seen that one? The last goal he made against Kaiserslautern, oh, the yeah, five to one. Oh yeah, to famous goal. And yeah, Nuremberg exactly. down. Uh, and I still remember that. Meant that uh, us and Nuremberg were eternal enemies for life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was a legendary. Uh, goal and of course he was also the good character same thing his interviews were legendary uh, um, you know I th he was the one who said uh, with my with uh, Jörg Berger as the coach he said like uh, if uh, Jörg Berger would have been on the Titanic he would have saved the Titanic um, and when later on when Felix Magath uh, when he was coach of Frankfurt and he also saved Frankfurt they asked him would would have Magath saved the Titanic as well and he was like <laughs> i don't know whether he would have saved the Titanic but everyone would be fit on the, on the ship you know so <laughs> it could have been it could have swim a little bit longer um, so he was a you know a, a legend as well on that side and of course with Bumkuncha as well his son played in Frankfurt as well mm -hmm. Duricha right which is uh, um, he, had, he had a great chant as well oh, like yeah? a great song uh, this do 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 ri 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 cha 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 do ri do ri cha so that was kind of funny <laughs> funny times um, that's great <laughs> and of course there's also a hip hop song like uh, I forgot how that goes like some like some Duricha. <laughs> I forgot how that goes. Yeah, so we have to Google the Duricha hip hop song, you know. So um, uh, good times with the son as well. So when you have the father and the son, that's also, of course, a nice, a nice story. 
Um, and of course, Yeboah, everyone knows Yeboah, no Okocha, introduction needed. Same thing. Um, Okocha, same thing, same thing. And uh, yeah, and Chen Yang, I mean, we didn't see him there, but uh, uh, he was a f through bad times at Frankfurt. He was a, a scorer, you know, he's, who scored a lot of goals. Um, uh, and he was Chinese, so probably he, he, he uh, maybe we have one or two. Chinese fans because of him um, but that yeah, may change now, right? as for so, funny we'll uh, interviews Danny DaCosta you don't get funnier than that basically saying right to the media it's like no. all right I'm gonna answer all your questions for you so did you did we play a good game well, of course we played a good game well we played pretty good we we're able to score some <laughs> goals and it's like what do you think of Shaka as a team that you're gonna be facing in the you know, in your next match, oh, Shaka's going to be really tough. It's going to be, you know, hard to play against them. We're going to have to <laughs> stick right to it. I mean, you can't make this. <laughs> How did you get the translation? Did they? Did they? Did they have a translation out? Like, did they have uh, subtitles? Uh, or uh, I, I heard it uh, from someone who was able to give me a tr uh, loose translation on the fly, which uh, oh, cool. had me in tears. It had me in tears, guys. Just saying. So, <laughs> the second interview was legendary as well, yeah. right? Which was totally ironic, right? But uh, or sarcastic, more, but, uh, but hey, uh, 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 to him and all the other players. Yeah. As long as they keep the performance on the pitch, it's all good. You know, that's the only thing. I mean, because these kind of things can backfire, right? Because there can be a little bit of arrogance in the whole thing. But as long as they give the performance on the pitch, they can do this Indeed. kind of shit. Indeed. I'm happy. So. All that being said, uh, we'll close this segment on news and notes for Eintracht Frankfurt and uh, go right to segment three with Bundesliga and uh, household news. So stay with. All right, segment three, Bundesliga talk up ahead before we close the podcast. So, boys, we're in fourth, but we're not the only team mixing it around, changing things up. Okay, so we're at the November international break, and this was seen as kind of a moment where, hey, we would know. I mean, it's practically one-third of the way through the season. We would know where Eintracht is going to finish. Fourth place is pretty amazing, but let's look at the, what's going on in the rest of the Bundesliga. Uh, if match day 11 had not been what it was, where the bottom three teams all won, you know, and brought themselves closer to where the rest of the league is, I, you know, I can't seem to understand how Bayer Leverkusen and Schalke are just so bad, languishing around in 13th and 14th, just hanging around with the rest of the relegation well, fodder. Granted, Stuttgart is in there. <laughs> they spend a lot of money. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, of these teams, uh, Leverkusen, 13th, Schalke, fort, uh, 14th, Nuremberg, 15th, 16th for Hannover, 17th for Dusseldorf, 18th for Stuttgart. I mean, we knew that both promoted sides would have a really rough go of it. Hanover looked like they were going to fall, were ready to fall apart. But, I mean, 
I mentioned one team that's playing in the Europa League right now and already qualified for the knockout phase, you know, in the spring in Leverkusen. And we got Schalke, who have already guaranteed Europa League qualification at minimal in their Champions League group and still have two matches left to go. And they're on 14th. And then Stuttgart, who, if it wasn't for our Pokal win, they would have represented the Bundesliga in the Europa League, and they are dead mm. last. I mean, will one of these three big fish, will one of them go down? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I, I, no, I don't think so. I but just yeah, think that, to go. Um, Schalke, will, I think, will find, his, find their way. Um, I, it, the, their, their misfortunes are a little more explainable to me because of injuries and, and, and whatnot. Um, uh, uh, their, their champions league play is a little less explainable to me. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, the, the likes of Bayern, Bayern, Le- Bayern Leverkusen, they, boy, I, I, it's kind of, I, 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 Kind of feel uh, sad for uh, Radetzky, <laughs> but I, but I don't. <laughs> At the same time, um, I, I yeah. e- one of those two or both of them will 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 change route. Uh, I don't think Stuttgart's gonna gonna get any better. Um, I think they're just in full free, free fall. Um, it's. Which is weird, no? You would not. I mean, they, they invested so much money and they don't have bad players. And yet, that's. It's going to yeah. at least take another know, coach I, I, for I, them. I, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh my God. Or they need a proper, uh, a proper, um, you know, training, training camp or something. Maybe they're, they, they, maybe they did something wrong. Maybe, um, yeah, Typhoon Korku didn't uh, did a horrible preseason. Yeah. Um, you know, they may have to make something up, and then they have a good run. But I mean, that's the thing. You know, the Bundesliga, you have one run uh, in the Rückrunde. You know, they and 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 you're out of it, right? Um, I see on the on the long run, though, I see problems for, of course, for Nuremberg and uh, and Düsseldorf. Even though Düsseldorf with Funkel, if they they're gonna, but. Uh, I think Stuttgart is going to be lucky that there are other uh, teams that are worse. Augsburg is a little surprised. I have to they admit, seem always you know, to like, be a good, sturdy middle and, and of the road team. Just maybe they'll have the one year where they put things more together. And hey, they finished in sixth that one year and made it yeah. to the Europa League knockout phase. Played Liverpool and nearly put them out. And Liverpool made it to the uh, final. That was a Liverpool team that had Jurgen Klopp. Uh, finally at the helm so there's always a little surprises yeah. uh i guess we could say that uh the biggest surprise is Bayern munich well or not really a surprise because i mean when you have a team that is aging in the exact opposite of a fine wine i mean and then you have in fighting it's kind of no wonder that Borussia dortmund is all the way at the top but just kind of makes me wish that uh, Eintracht Frankfurt was able to, you know, one we'll just face him in the rook ronda and then we'll <laughs> see who's really the best. Boy, that's going to be a rough run of games where we'll face Dortmund, Gladbach, 
Leipzig, Bremen, currently in uh, seventh at the moment. Only in that's only broken up by the likes of Plana, Freiburg. That's going to be a real test for us yeah. uh, in the Rokronda. But all things being said, you know we now know uh, kind of the match times for the remaining matches of the match. Uh, the Hinrunda, Hertha uh, Berlin on the eighth is going to be a top spiel. So good on that. We play the late kickoff on Wednesday for match day 16 against Mainz. We play match day 17, top spiel versus Bayern at home. So chalk up three points there. (laughs) 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 Uh, Throw in Wolfsburg, throw in uh, Augsburg. We play... Uh, Leverkusen at home on uh, Sunday after our final match in the Europa League. So this on uh, the Sunday after our trip to Rome. Here's hoping that everyone comes home safely from that. And uh, boys, just saying, we could seriously, seriously be in such a good spot that we cannot be knocked off our perch. Pun intended. Yeah, that's going to be, I mean, yeah, it's, it could be. I mean, like the Champions League is reachable. I'm not saying we will anything, but I don't know who's supposed to stop us right now. I mean, obviously the bigger teams can, but even if we would play Bayern, I would say next week or the week after, I would say we would, we would have, we would stand a chance. I mean, probably it's going to be different by the time we play them. Um, but I also think like in, in, in the situation we are in right now, we could beat the bigger ones as well. It's a shame we already played Dortmund as well. You know, it would be now interesting to see Frankfurt play yeah. Dortmund now. You know, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say that we're, we're the so much better team, but that would be, I mean, those two aggressive offensive teams playing each other would be, uh, from the style of soccer would, I think, be the highlight match of the season, you know, just by the style of soccer, because it would be really interesting to see them battling it out. Um, or even like with Bremen. Bremen is a little bit on a dent. Uh, we played them uh, while we were not yet on uh, uh, on the top. So it's um, and and if we keep this way, I don't want to. Oh my God, it's got to be okay. <laughs> I got to stop talking because now uh, because we. At the other hand, we know our Frankfurt. You know, we know our diva. And at the end, you know, but I don't see it this time. You know, that's the difference. You know, usually I'm always the guy who says like, holy shit, you know, like this is just a momentarily situation that we are lucky. Um, but I more and more see more potential in the team, you know, it's uh, and if nothing really goes really wrong, like with bad injuries or whatever, then let's oh, imagine Roman, like if we, Roman, why don't, if we, why don't if we, we buy just new players. Say the heck with the Bundesliga and just win the Europa League. I know. Conceivable, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's let's win Europa League. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Baku. It is Baku. That's a long uh, yeah. ways away. Already book your trips they to Baku. They at least Baku speak and, there, and I speak a little yeah. Farsi. You know, Lazio will join us. Arsenal will join us. Zagreb, one of the few teams who have won all four of their matches, will join us. Zurich, actually. If Eintracht played Zurich in any of the not in any fa- uh, round of the knockout phase, that would be a full house in Zurich, which half the fans would be Eintracht fans. 
Chelsea, who wouldn't want to go to London and show these Englishers uh, how uh, old uh, fans really are? Yes, Emmy, I totally agree. We <laughs> Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt should actually do a road show at one of the road <laughs> matches in Europe. Why not? Or we can just wait until the final in Baku and just uh, enjoy it there. Kickoff time in Baku. Yes, yeah, yeah. still looking for sponsors for that. Uh, kickoff on Baku will be at eleven at eleven p.m. local time. So, that all being said, boys, uh, we do still have a couple items yet to raffle off. Uh, Roman, uh, we were looking to raffle off during the international break. Which shirt will we be raffling off? I think we should go for the kids' black rubbish. What do you guys think? Should we go for a for a for a kids' jersey or yeah? Um, which Why one? Rubbish will be rubbish. The cup winner himself. Why not get your kid all suited up to accompany his dad or or mom? You know. It could be, but the mom could be the super, the super eagle fan, and we'd all head down to the Florida Cup all together in January in the gold spiffy in our Eintracht shirts. Uh, accommod- accommodations will not be included with uh, the winning of this raffle, but we'll be auctioning that off before uh, Eintracht takes on Marseille. So that all being said, gentlemen. It's time to wrap up this great episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us here. We have more Eintracht news that will be coming down the pike. We also have an episode right before the American thanks, uh, holiday of Thanksgiving. So right as the Bundesliga is about to bring back up to speed. So that all being said, Roman, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? You find me on Twitter, SF Bay Eagles, and in the local Denny Coyles pub. Actually, we're going to have a San Francisco Eintracht happy hour tomorrow. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay area, so Friday, I don't know, let's hope the, let's see if the thing is out, but you can stop by, uh, reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook or our club on Facebook, and we'll let you know where it is. We haven't decided yet the location, but it's going to be another San Francisco Eintracht happy hour. There you go. Nathan and St. Louis. Where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? You can find Minus, me. Minus uh, on the in- the Enterprise uh, Arena, home of the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the very struggling St. Louis Blues, uh, living up to their name. Um, you can find me on or, or, Twitter or. at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. And you can find me, Brian Sanders, at K-C-S-G-E. Uh, home of the Bundesliga is KC Beer Company. Uh, we are looking for sponsors, and perhaps, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, we'll have one coming down the pikes. So, that all being said, how to reach Hey Eintracht Frankfurt? You can email the show at Frankfurt at yahoo.com. You can also uh, reach us out on Twitter, that is at hefpod. Facebook.com slash hefpod is where you can like the Facebook page, and also get all the up-to-date news in English covering Eintracht Frankfurt. Wherever you download your podcasts, uh, whether you found this from a friend or from just searching in the iTunes world, you know, rate us and li- and like us there. We'd, uh, we'd love to get some feedback on there. And so this being a platform for all English-speaking Eintracht Frankfurt fans, this is for us 
all to enjoy following our team. So that all being said, uh, from all of us here at Hang On Track Comfort, it's Juice. Juice. Hey, I'm Hey, I'm